Welcome to Courage in Action. We are a sisterhood of women empowering women to be everything we are meant to be. I'm your host, Naluka Kotagata, and it is my privilege to join your life journey as we connect with some extraordinary, triumphant, and beautifully imperfect women through this podcast. Together, we hope to inspire you to take action towards your life goals, one courageous step at a time. Hello, everyone, and a big hello to all of you out there over 40. Welcome back to Courage in Action. Today is all about you. Our guest is Annie Goudreau, and she's a powerhouse. Not only is she a licensed holistic nutritionalist, she is a wellness coach and guide. And most importantly for our discussion today, she has dedicated her life to the art and science of aging well. Her message is that we all deserve to age better and stronger. So let's make it happen. Annie, you are so welcome. Mm, Thank you for having me. (laughs) really excited to talk to you Um, and on a personal level I absolutely love your dedication to helping women on their health journey and how to age well and how to celebrate it because I will share that I turned 40 um, last year and I was I was super excited about it really thrilled I see aging as very much a privilege not everyone is lucky enough to do it and to feel great about it And then I ran into other people who sucked the air right out of me and made me feel a level of shame and you haven't done everything society expects you to do and everything is downhill from here (laughs) after 40. So I'd love to know why you think society specifically seems to target women as we pass the age of 40 and kind of what can we do to change that messaging? Well, you know, it's wonderful that we're recording this the day after International Women's Day yes. because I'm I'm like super fired up. Excellent. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> well, I, you know, I think that traditionally, if you look at all the cultures and and I am not a historian and 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 so on, but I think that even with just minimal knowledge, we can see how um, we obviously have put women forward in terms of this this image of youth because we we were the ones you know uh bearing children and Mm -hmm. and giving life and this is something that we do you know 20 plus on right until let's just say a little bit of perimenopause and it was always that our role traditionally was tied around this definition right this manifestation of of our gender while mm-hmm. men had many, many different aspects of their role as they fit in society, provider, father, right. brothers, et cetera. For women, it was so dedicated a, upon motherhood. So as a woman who actually does not have children of her own, I have three stepkids, but I don't have Amazing. children of my own. I very much relate to this. However, there is a lot of progress. So that's the good news. There is progress. Yes. Yes. And, um, and I think that we need to speak out. What we're doing right now is exactly, you know, what we need to do. Um, the theme of this year's International Women's Day was, what was it, Dare to Challenge? Yes. And yeah. I think that challenging means, you know, being curious of, why do you think that life is downhill from here? Why do you <laughs> yeah. think that, you know, my life is not incredible and is only going to be even more incredible? <laughs> yes. Yeah, like in my experience, every decade of life gets better. 
like you just become more of who you are, you feel more empowered, you feel uh, just, I don't know, less pressure and that sort of thing. But it was just very interesting turning 40 um, mm. as a sort of pivotal turning point. And not just on the sort of personal side of things where, you know, you know, bearing children and all of this comes into question, but also on a professional side. And I, I you know, I spoke to someone who had tremendous respect for and, and she's very knowledgeable and she said, Specifically, like in your career, once women hit 50, so 40s when you like gotta power up and make all the like, this is the pinnacle of your career because apparently when we turn 50, we are viewed as like no longer capable. And it's very true for women on a professional, in a professional capacity. Yes. So, Ageism is alive as well as sexism. So there's yeah. a bit of a double whammy at play here. Yes. Yeah. There's, I believe that we're seeing a lot of changes and we as women are, you know, the change, right? We are sending new signals and yes, I right. Love that. We, mm. we are the change. And I think that that's the big thing. Sometimes we're, we're waiting for some kind of billboard to, to occur to say, okay, Annie, you can do this now. And I yes. think that the reality is we got to speak up, get to the front of the line. Mm -hmm. We need to show up and show up, however we want to show up. However we want to show up. That's really important on how we're expected to show up or how society thinks we should show up and how we want to for ourselves. Yes, exactly, right? So regardless of is it, is it makeup? Is it, is it a role? Is it how I want to dress? Is it, is it an activity that I want to do? I think right. that um, we get to choose and then we have mm. to own it, right? Yes, yes. I love that we get to choose. I um, was actually listening to Oprah's podcast and Tracy Lee Ellis was on it. I love her. And she, at one point, she just said, here's the thing, I'm the chooser. Because she was talking about how she was waiting to be chosen to get married. And she's like, I'm the chooser. And I'm like, yes, you are. <laughs> so are we. So that's beautiful. Yes. yes. Yes, because I think the overall message in, in, in healthy aging is having agency. And that means taking responsibility, right? Agency, okay. Right, having agency that, oh, I have a choice. I have hmm. a choice to show up. I have a choice to uh, make this, this, um, this healthy choice versus this not so healthy choice. I have right. a choice to who surrounds me. I have a choice... You know, and of course, it doesn't mean that everything we get a choice in life. That is, of course, not what I'm saying, but no. that we actually have, we have a lot more power than we think we do. Yes. And we, we may not have a choice about what happens to us, but we have a choice about how we respond to that. Very much so. Right. So it's a, it's a very interesting, it's almost everything has to start with a shift in mindset in women ourselves, which I think is what your work is dedicated to, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I decided to focus on women, I would say, you know, like perimenopausal. So yeah. for, you know, and, and, and nothing is, everything is an average here. So 45 yes. <laughs> plus, right? Yeah. Because I saw that this is a segment that was not taken care of by you know, the medical system and by healthcare providers. Right? Right, right. And yet, if you look at what the needs are of women are, so much change is happening at that time. There's a big confluence in our life 
as we become freer, I love that you talked about this, <laughs> as our bodies are changing. And, um, uh, you know, menopause is, is, um, is something that we all go through. Some of them, you know, some women go through it very, very smoothly. Way. It's very benign. For some, it's complex and it lasts years. So we need a lot of support. Right. Yeah. And if you think about it, in your twenties, in your thirties, you took, you kind of, you know, took for granted a little bit that body of yours, right? Because it yeah. basically got through anything, <laughs> and, and eventually uh, there's a little bit of like the body kind of goes, oh, excuse me, you know, I need a little bit of attention here. So regardless of what that is, this is a wonderful time for self care, and it's a wonderful time to kind of recalibrate and to go, okay, actually. What are those big goals that I would like to go after now? So I've dedicated, you know, kind of my practice to supporting women to say, it may not be at the same speed that you wanted or the same straight road, but we can actually show you something, an, an, an amazing destination. That's awesome. And it's, you know, you're talking about all the physical changes that women's bodies go through, but that comes also with a lot of, um, I would say, mental strain, or I assume your, your mental well-being becomes really important as you're going through that, I would imagine. Very much so. I used to, um, I used to run quite a bit with a group of women. And the, the founder, she, um, she was about 15, 18 years older than I. And at the time, I was about to turn 40. So I still relate to what you're saying. And I was right. asking her, you know, while we were on a run. And I was like, so, do, what do you think of the 40s? You know, and she was like, eh. She was so lovely. She was like, well, you know, your 40s are going to be great, but your 50s are going to absolutely rock because it only gets better. And I remember like I was like, oh, my God, wow. As I'm running beside her and I'm like, I'm having even a hard time imagining because I was thinking that it was only amazing at that moment. So how could it get better? And I can tell you at 52 that she was 100% correct. Amazing. That's so exciting. It's so good to hear that from other women that like, you know, that's a, a personal belief I have just about how my life has gone. Um, you know, my 20s were, I'll say, a stage of discovery <laughs> and learning. <Yes. laughs> um, my 30s, I started to feel this great freedom and just really started to lean in and enjoy life. And like I said, I'm just so excited about being in my 40s now and like now I'm already pumped the 50s are going to be better that's wonderful (laughs) oh my god and there are so many incredible um example of women that are embodying this today Mm -hmm. whether they are breaking barriers in sports in entertainment yes you know do you remember when j-lo did her performance at the at the The super Super bowl Bowl? i mean people (laughs) were like Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Now, and then I was like, time out people. Mick Jagger has been performing like an incredible, incredible artist for yes. years. For Isn't years. the man in his seventies now? Give <laughs> me a break. And a yeah. woman does it in her fifties and they think it's, uh, like apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So I thought how interesting once again, now it's a double I standard. think yeah. that JLo is fantastically talented. Amazing. And yes. works so hard and the kudos to her. Oh, no doubt. You, no doubt. You know? yeah. mm-hmm. But 
this is not an extraordinary act. My point being that this is in all of us. It is possible in all of us. I will never dance as well as JLo, <laughs> but can I absolutely be at the top of my game, you know, mm. for in my 50s and my 60s, you know, and, 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 and to your point, you're, you're more free of what people think about you. So your yes. maturity goes up, right? Your maturity yeah. goes up and therefore that is reflected in all our performances, whether it's in the boardroom presenting business plans for the next, you know, three year or, <laughs> you know, whether you are performing and you are this, you know, singer and, 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 and dancer. So that's, I think it, it the big thing about today is the fact that we need to be observing all these women that they're all around us. I mean, Nancy Pelosi has been rocking <laughs> our socks off for the last four years when yes. the woman has gone through. But, Un- unbelievable. Like, yeah. She's 82 now, 83. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, an incredible uh, vitality, obviously yes. incredibly competent, yes. but you know, so when people say, oh, and you know, in your 50s and, you know, well, blah, 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 I'm like, wow, we're just getting started, people. Watch I us. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's when you start to take off in your 50s. That's amazing. Yes. And I, I love that you brought up, you know, what, you know, people look at celebrities and famous people, whatever they're famous for, and think, oh, they can do that because they have X, Y, Z, and they have all this money and they have all this support and everything else. But I love that you said that it's in all of us. So, how do we dive sort of deep internally and, and find that spark to kind of get over that mental barrier that we all have and that's played back to us about being in, in midlife, let's say? Yes. Well, you know, I'm a big believer in making sure that you're listening to the right things, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to be listening to things that are positive. You have to be nourishing yourself. With, with, with quality. And what I mean by that is, um, you know, I try to surround myself with, you know, people who want to grow, people who want to learn, people who are curious, people who are in all kinds of different fields, because that keeps me young, it keeps me curious, it keeps me um, uh, challenged as well. Mm-hmm. And it is part of that, that nourishment really affects your mental outlook, right? Your mindset. So, right. You, you know, when people say, you know, it's incredible, you know, you're so passionate about what you do. And I go, you know, I, I really, really, really strongly believe in this. And I always challenge myself to be on top of the latest science and, and, and what is going on in the world. Um, and as soon as I hear nonsense and, and, you know, uh, and, and very old thinking, I, I make sure that I kind of file it. You know, I file it in a drawer, but I really don't keep it, you know, on top of my desk. Right? Just so you're aware of what's happening, but you don't need to internalize that. Yes, very much so. You know, like women need to surround themselves with other women that are all about we're moving forward, even when we don't know exactly always the path. You know, we know that this is this is the direction we you know, when, when people say, oh, my God, well, J-Lo is like that because she has the money to pay somebody to have a beautiful outfit and, and, a, and a choreographer and all that. I say, you know, bring it back to your life. You know, mm, you yeah. get to choose, you know, the nutrition that you have. Right? You right. get yeah. to choose if you're going to be active or not. You get yes. to choose. Are you going to watch 
more Netflix at night? Or are you going to read a good book and then go to bed at an early time so that you can be refreshed and rejuvenated the next day? Right. right. Yeah. You, you get to choose, um, you know, th those things that are fundamental to having a high level of energy. Right? Mm -hmm. And the yes. one thing I, I say, you know, that the thread between, you know, between a uh, Catherine O'Hara, you know, <laughs> I just think of Shit Creek these days because it's like, you know, the I big one it. it's just been yes. wonderful. Yes. Um, Greatest show. <laughs> to a Serena Williams, to a J-Lo, um, to, um, you know, wonderful business women is the, one thing that they have in common is that they have very strong purpose. It doesn't matter if they're in their 50s. You know, I don't think these women are thinking, oh, I'm 68. I wonder if I should still be acting. They're like, no way. I mean, like, there's, yeah. there's, a, there's a great project I want in, right? Mm -hmm. I want to write a book again. I want to be doing this, right? This, it's a strong sense of purpose. I yes. think that this is where um, it is incredible. There's, there's a gem, there's a beautiful diamond in all of us with this purpose. And I always say, you know, and a purpose doesn't have to be capital P purpose, right? It's not mother right. Teresa necessarily purpose, although <laughs> that is, that's a good purpose. However, we all don't have that. Everyone has a different one, right? So exactly, you know, but maybe you being involved in your community and making a change and, you know, like it can be multifaceted and, right. Being clear about that is the thing that gets you up in the morning. It's it's when people say, you know, how can you go, you know, run in the middle of winter? And I always say, well, because I'm so clear about what, mm. why I do this. I don't yeah. want to go. <laughs> Are you crazy? <laughs> You're like, too clear. <laughs> I want to be in bed with a latte. Like, right. <laughs> I am as lazy as the next person. But I have, but I have a very strong purpose. And yeah. that's that's what carries me through. So these are the things that we can do for sure. So we always, you know, everyone talks about purpose and then, and then the next obvious question becomes, how do you find that purpose? And I think, you know, this life is always a journey and it's a continuous story. And, you know, you have been through a lot in order to get to the place where you are today. So mm -hmm. you live with purpose today. Can you tell us a bit about how you, got to where you are today. Oh yeah, I, I can say it was a beautiful poster child for not having a purpose for a long time. <laughs> oh, good, <laughs> good. Oh my God, yes. I'm I, sure a lot and, of our listeners are like, phew, great. <laughs> oh my God, yes. And um, I will tell you, if you had asked me at 30, I would have been like, what is she talking about? <laughs> I would have been scared. Um, right. You know, I, it was, a, tough upbringing. I had a mother who had a mental illness. We kind of had to self-raise ourselves and it, it created, um, it, it created, um, uh, a big emotional vacuum in, in mm -hmm. us as children. And, and I'll just talk about myself and not my siblings. Um, but it really, really affected me. And I did not realize that I had this big hole because I, you know, I had been fairly resilient from the outside. And, and in my twenties, I basically just buried myself in work. I thought mm. work was the answer. Busyness was the answer. I yeah. thought, um, um, having a million things to do was the answer. That was, I believed a fulfilled life. And, um, there were some good things 
that came out of that. Yes. But it came at a high personal cost. It cost me relationships because, because work, um, advancement was far more important for me because I was trying to fill that void. And I did not realize that that's, that was my way. You know, some people, some people soothe with eating, some people mm-hmm. drink, some people gamble, some people um, have destructive relationships. I, I just buried myself in work and that was my safe place. And it took um, uh, a couple of things happened. You know, it's always a bunch of little things. Well, for some people, yeah. it's a big, big thing. For me, it was a series of things. Okay. And um, I would say that the short version of it is I found myself uh, at one point kind of emotionally bankrupt. I, mm. I had a lot of wonderful things. I had a, you know, I had a beautiful home and um, I, on paper, if you had put a little Excel on spreadsheet paper, together, you know. The perfect life on paper, yeah. <laughs> we were ticking a lot of boxes and yeah. I, was, I was very, very, very miserable. And I refused, you know, I was a, I, I refused to believe that it was all that childhood things because I thought, well, look at me, I've done so well, it can't be because I have functioned. And, um, um, and it, took, it, it took a number of therapy, you know, modalities to finally get to, to the root of it. Um, right. Because when, you str- you, when you're smart and you've been successful, you're very cocky. And your, <laughs> your ego gets in the way. And funnily enough, it's your ego that saved you long, long, long time ago. But eventually what helped me became my, my um, how do you call that? My, you know, the, the thing that, uh, my chain that kept me locked. Ah. You know, it was no longer my friend. It was definitely, you know, um, not my friend anymore. And so it took a long time to break because these were, these were solid patterns. And, um, and interesting. So the ego was almost like a shield in the beginning and then became a, like not a shield protecting you, but a barrier. Very much so. Oh yes. I had the great wall of China all around me. (laughs) (laughs) It was pretty incredible. Oh my and, gosh. You know, you kind of also start to look around you and you're like, hmm, you know, interesting. I have this type of relationship here and I have this type of relationship there. And uh-huh. and and it was it was clear there was this big mirror that was starting to to occur. And um I was starting to look at myself for the first time, not mm-hmm. in a superficial way, but I was starting to kind of go, wow, you know. Is this is this what life has you know in store for me? And I we're not even talking like a very deep spiritual level yet. We're just talking about emotionally, you know, okay. is is this it? Um and um and um and it you know when you want to build something new, sometimes you have to kind of you know take some things apart. So yeah, that's the to. process that I had to take. And I had to kind of take it all apart to, to rebuild it. And, you know, it's very, very fortunate that there were, you know, so many people around me that could point me to different directions and say, you know, this, this, this might be good for you. And it took a number of years, you know, this was not, I wish it was just a few months process, but (laughs) 
within that, you know, I had discovered running. Okay. And running had, you know, at the beginning, I thought was this thing that I did because I was very busy and I didn't have time for classes. So running was the thing I could do at 6am or at seven o'clock. On your own time. Yes. And then Mm -hmm. suddenly I realized that through running and training um, and uh, picking bigger and bigger, you know, uh, goals that I was starting to discover who I was because when you're out on a run and it's 30 degrees outside and you have three hours of this long run to do, there's a lot that goes into your mind, right? You start to discover who you are. And um, I did not know at the time, but that the little pieces were starting to line up. And um, I remember one day somebody said, and you know, this is, this is before we were reading our iPads in bed and all that, but I had, <laughs> you know, books and magazines, I know, on my night t- my nightstand. And this yes. person said, look at all the things that you're reading on your nightstand. And that will give you a little bit of a sense of the things that you actually care about outside of work. You know, the, what mm. are these, these potentially hobbies or, and, and then I went, I, I looked at what my list was. And it was all these geeky, like, um, uh, you know, fitness magazines and (laughs) books were all about, you know, sports psychology. And I was like, oh, interesting. This this might be more than this little fluff thing in my life. So, you know, sometimes when you wonder where to begin, sometimes it's just to look at what are the things that are appealing to you naturally? Mm. What are the things that, that you are attracted to? And you, you could even take it to, I prefer books, like just the feel of books than an electronic device. But the topics of those books, you could almost relate that, you know, to people on their social media and all of these things, like, what are you following? What's resonating with you? What are you liking? Like, that's kind of all telling you a little bit about yourself. Yes. And here is a case where your emotions are actually a very good guide where, you know, think about the last time that something made you like so like emotional, right? Like in a good way. And then also think about what angered you, what made you really pissed off. Mm -hmm. And that's also there's a nugget here. Right. Okay. Okay. Was there you know, disrespect towards, you know, animals and, and there was some cruelty and this is something that you passionately care about, right? There's some cues in these big emotions. Okay. They, okay. they tell you what, you know, what resonates with you. Mm-hmm. And then as you start to observe that, so you're listening to your emotions, you're listening to sort of almost the, the reaction that's happening in your body. When you identify those things, what's the sort of next step? after that? I, I'm a, I'm a super visual person, Great. like <laughs> very, very, very visual. And, yes. um, you know, I kind of started to put things on the wall, you know, mm-hmm. I, Almost I, like a vision I, board of some sort. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. totally. You know, I was addicted to my Oprah magazine and yes. every time there was an image that attracted me, I'd be like, I want more of this. Yes. Okay. Um, oh, there's a beautiful page with mountains and, and nature. I love this. I ripped the page. I put it on, on, the, on the wall. Okay. And it started, you know, these are the things that can help you when you look at all your little collage at the end, you know, you can start to see some themes. 
Yeah. Part of that process for me was like, oh, you know, I think that the whole notion of health, nature, um, healing, all these things were coming together. I, had, I did not know that narrative when I began the process, but it doesn't right. matter. You know, I think that at first you should just be curious. Mm, yes. Right. Just be curious a little bit like before you went to university and you were like, okay, so what are the things that, you know, you're curious what do you want about? To study or what do you want to do? And yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Like okay. I knew I was never going to go into nursing. You know, there's things I knew I did not want to do. Right. Yes. Um, yeah. So it's same thing here. Let images, let sounds, let things speak with to you. And then okay. don't try to make too much sense of them. Just explore and put it together and, once you step back, you're going to start to see a little bit of a, a little bit of a canvas emerging. Yes, mm-hmm. very much so. Very cool. And, you know, it's interesting because um, I'm also in a, a mentoring program and my mentee at the time, um, you know, we were going through that this is the program and we're going to set smart <laughs> goals and we're going to do all of these things. And I, as we went through it, I started to realize she was a very creative and a very visual person. And she ended up making vision boards and mm. doing it that way. So that's, and some people are very sort of, um, I guess, more tactile in the terms of they need a spreadsheet. Like some people love creating their spreadsheets and yes. that's the best way for you to do it. Or you could be this creative type and it's, it's almost discovering how you want to allow that to manifest in your life also. Very much so. And the, another part of this is also to ask a, you know, a couple of good friends. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Your good girlfriends are everything. <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. they can often give you some feedback. And, you know, like I had never realized when women were saying back to me and good friends were saying back to me, oh my God, you know, you're always the first one to have all kinds of help for us. You know, you're always, you always have a reference. You always have a resource. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Right. And I had never realized that about myself. I just thought yeah. everybody was like that. And then you realize, oh, no, there wasn't. So again, those are different tools that one can, you know, uh, take to start to, you know, put this process together. Right. And to start to to be the chooser, to start to choose what you're going to include in your life and and potentially what you're not, those things that made you angry or, you Mm -hmm. know, whatever that that may be. Yes. And it's almost like a, you know, you've, talk before about writing your own story and how we can make our lives our own, right? So it's almost the beginning of mapping out what that looks like. Yes, and that takes self-awareness, right? Mm-hmm. Like I was clueless in my 20s. <laughs> <laughs> like somebody Aren't would have said, well, you know, you think you're so no, smart. There are some very aware 20-year-olds out there, but for the majority, yes. <laughs> So this is a wonderful thing to do as we progress in life. And because if you, if you, if you want to rock it out, which is what I believe should be our, our goal, there's only one, one pass at this, right? We don't get to redo. So if we're going to rock this out, then the more self-awareness you have, the more you know what the things that you want to do and don't do, you know, mm-hmm. the, the more you will attract that because it's, it's very clear, right? This is what right. you want more of, right? And every decision that you make in your life, you, you, you just pull more and pull more of that, right? Identifying and also, that and putting 
putting it out into the universe and then it comes back to you sort of. Yes, very much so. Right? And every action that you take, right? yes. if you want to be a member of this, it does this have reflect your values, right? Like it's, it's all of these things. It's, it's how I was able to choose, okay, I'm going to go back to school because I need to have more sciences in order to support, you know, um, uh, health. Well, for me, it was very clear that it had to be with nutrition. And then it was just a matter of let's go and find the best program. Yeah. But it's, it's not a process I would have been able to do 20 years before because I had no idea what my values were. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it does help in all these little ways. And it, yeah. And it's, it's going to be a continuous journey, right? And we just have to learn how to be patient with ourselves and allow all of these new things to evolve and come out in our story and, and in our, our own unique journeys. Um, exactly. I think one of the big challenges that people are not one of, obviously challenges come up in, in life, whether it's, you know, trauma or tremendous loss or, or all of these things that can sort of derail us. How do we build that um, resiliency to keep going and then to keep uh, maintaining that self-care and maintaining that focus on, on what we need? You know, I think that sometimes we're surprised that there's obstacles. And I think that we should be rather more surprised when there are no obstacles, because right. I think that that's, that's far more the default model is something's going to screw up. Something's yeah. going to happen. Um, yeah. uh, years ago, when I transitioned from uh, doing um, marathoning to Ironman, which was, uh, you know, these long, insanely long triathlons, yeah. <laughs> um, I remember um, you know, being terrified, what would happen if the day of my Ironman, that there would be rain and wind. I was just so oh. like terrified. <laughs> yes. And yeah. um, when you train for an Ironman, it's almost a year long training. So it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's a, lo a lot of thinking about that. Wow. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And one day I finally, finally have the courage to tell our coach, okay, Gary, I just have to tell you the one thing that scares me the most is what if on race day it's going to rain or worse, it's going to rain and it's going to be windy. Oh my God. Right. <laughs> you know, it, it was so adorable because he was just like very pragmatic man and just looked at me like I I'd had, you know, zero IQ and said, oh, <laughs> you know, because he was just like, this is so stupid. Yeah. Come on, girl. He said, come on. He says, why do you think that every week we are here and we train? We train yeah. when it's cold. We train when it's raining. We train when it's windy. We train when it's bloody hot and awful. Yeah. You are ready for anything that life will throw at you. It doesn't Amazing. mean that you're going to love it. It doesn't mean that you're going to go, yay, it's raining. Yeah. But it's going to mean that the day of, I'm going to go, okay, center yourself. You've done this. You've mm -hmm. trained. Mm -hmm. You know what adjustments you need to do. You need to be careful in the curves, blah, blah, blah. Right. I think that it applies to everything, right? We know that there will be some difficult moments, you know, like yes. I lost my mom very young and, you know, then um, a brother to suicide. And, oh my gosh. But I will tell you that 
every time I've thought, I know I am capable of taking the lesson that is in this. I know that I'm capable of moving through grief because there's a lot of love in me. Mm-hmm. And grieving, grieving is a manifestation of love, right? Yes. It oh, truly that's beautiful. Is. Grieving is a manifestation of love. Absolutely. That's really you, beautiful. Yeah. You don't, you don't grieve for, you know, things you don't care you, about or you don't love, you wouldn't grieve. For exactly. That. And mm. I know that this is on, uh, I, I know that there is a lot of this in me. And therefore, I know that I'm going to be able to get through it. Right? Right, right. We have friends that have health challenges and difficult things, right? And, and we know that these things are going to happen. So mm-hmm. I think that there is always an opportunity for all of us to move into um, our internal resilience and right. to know that we can tap into this at each of these moments. It doesn't mean again, that we're going to like the moment. (laughs) (laughs) So that's, I think that sometimes we think resilience means you go through it laughing and having a good time. Mm, Not at all, not at all, right? It's not fun, it's not a good time. You don't, you never would have signed up for this shit, but. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I always think it is here, it is happening. And I know that I can move through this, right? So I, I, and I believe that people don't give themselves the credit for the strength that they have. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing is that, that knowing, you've said it a few times now, know that you can make it through this. Um, and that knowing is what people sometimes find hard. You have to dig deep sometimes. So there's a couple of things that resonated with me that you were saying, like the right people around you that can reflect that back to you to make you know, to help you know and find that knowing within yourself is really important. And I, I loved your Ironman analogy because you're talking about the training. And in my mind, I was like, huh, how do you get training for resilience? And then I'm like, wait a minute, life is your resilience training. Yes. Everything that happens is training you for the next thing that's gonna come because life is always gonna have challenges and you're always gonna be growing and changing. Totally. And every, every life experience um, that we have, and also I believe that we can draw upon the experiences of others. Mm-hmm. So I, um, I was raised a lot by my grandparents because my mom was sick and uh, my paternal grandparents and my, yeah. uh, my grandmother was, was totally like a feminist before the definition of time. I and love <laughs> she, she was such an inspiring woman. And um, um, I often look back at the fact that she'd had no opportunity for a formal education. She mm. raised an entire family. She mm. um, displayed so much strength and so much faith every wow. day of her life to do her best based on her values. That's it, that's all she had, right? Mm. And, um, and um, always dig deep. And it doesn't mean that her life was easy. And I always think, okay, you know, Grandma Lucienne, she was able to do this, you know, um, yeah. because, because ultimately we know that there's a lot more in us. And I, I always go back to that in some of the most challenging days that I have. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, because, and, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. That's, you know, that is such a, there's so much strength there by itself. Absolutely. And it's, um, it's different for everyone. I think that's the important thing to remember is that, um, it's going to be different for everybody. Everybody's journey is different. And I, 
I'm seeing a parallel now between the resilience that we're talking about and actually our theme, which is courage and action. And, you know, we always talk about courage being, you know, you may have doubt and you may have fear, but you do it anyway. And that's courage and action. And that, you know, knowing that you can make it through anything is kind of the same, same idea and, and same theory, I suppose. Absolutely. Yes. And, you know, keeping ourselves centered um, that we, that we have what it takes allows you to take that next step and shows <laughs> you, okay, <laughs> you know, the sky hasn't fallen and <laughs> um, I am actually going to be able to get through this, right? One, one, you know, step at a time. I remember time. when, when I coached um, marathoning um, to women that had no, no, no athletic ability whatsoever. Right. Yes. And it used to say, you have to promise me that you're going to get me to the finish line. You have to promise oh. me because they were so scared. Of and course. I used to say, I will get you to the finish line, but you have to show up. Mm. Right. Yes. And for, yeah. for crossing any finish line in life, yeah. The one thing you need to do is you need to show up and you need to do the work. Like you needed to show up, you needed to do the run, right? Yes. And, but I definitely would get you there. Absolutely. I have the formula. So I think that life is like that, right? You have mm -hmm. to show up and some days your run is going to be crappy and some days yeah. your run is going to really be wonderful, <laughs> right? Yeah. And some days you assume your run is going to be easy and it's not. Some days you assume it's going to be hard and it's easy. Um, there's all kinds of, it's a big mixed bag, mm -hmm. but all of it makes you stronger. And the day of you showing up, you know, you do cross the line and, you know, you finish and you get to get that medal. It's the same in life. Absolutely. Yeah. You show up, right? And I've had some terrible marathons. I just want to put it out there. <sighs> As we all have, yes. <laughs> well, there's been some terrible marathons and then there's been some incredibly mm -hmm. like magical experiences, right? And I think right. that that's what life is. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I think that's true for every life. When we look specifically at women in midlife, what, obviously we, we all need to show up, but what, what else would you say to women in, in midlife about um getting that momentum and keeping it going. Yeah, I, I say often we do need to adjust what we were doing because okay. there are some changes, right? So doing yeah. the same old, same old is not, the good, is not a good strategy. So mm -hmm. we do need to listen to what our bodies, our hearts, our heads, you know, yeah. Are, yeah. are telling us. Um, yeah. So that's one thing. The other thing is absolutely do not buy into any crap that says... <sighs> Things are going downhill. Right, that's absolute nonsense. <laughs> Change the channel. You could Change. say downhill makes it easier. So, you know, it's fun going downhill. So make it that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and definitely, you know, there's a ton of science around mm -hmm. this that yeah. uh, neuroscience shows this as well. Um, you have to surround yourself with the type of energy you want. And I love that. It's like, be, mm. you know, somebody had said years ago, be in the energy of what you desire. Um, Ooh, be in the energy of what you desire. 
right? So repeat that. (laughs) Very, very important. So for women at midlife, it's very important, right? You want to be active, hang out with people that are more active than you. It will Mm -hmm. rub off on you, right? Okay. You want to be more connected. You know, of course, we have all kinds of conditions right now that are a little bit more restrictive, but it's still possible. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, surround yourself with that. Um, I I was going to say something and just left my mind. Um, Oh yes. And I read the other day, this beautiful caption. I wish I had come up with it, but, and I don't even know it was not even science. I cannot even give the person the credit, but it, 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 it said that, you know, aging was, was not a number that, that, you know, energy was it. Right? that everything ultimately is about energy. It's about what you, the vibe that you're giving out there, which yeah. is why going back to these women that we were talking about before that are thriving, you know, breaking barriers in their 40s and 50s and 60s and 70s and 80s, it's the, the vitality and the energy that they carry that basically defies the, oh, but, you know, you shouldn't be in a top hit show at, you know, in your 80s. And, right. you know, yeah. you should not be Speaker of the House in your 80s. And you should right. certainly not be, you know, what you're accomplishing X here. You know, like, there is something extremely powerful mm. about um, turning it on. And I, I very much find that this is one of the best gifts of aging is the fact uh, that you get to, to, to turn into who you are at last. You're not trying to conform to a culture, to a group, to, well, my people from my culture, from my neighborhood, or, you know, I have a very good friend who's a neurologist, and, and I always say, you don't have to be like they want you to be. You can just be who you are, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that it's such a freedom moment Yes. It's an incredible time to shine. It's an incredible time to, to rise. I love it. A gift, the gift to become more of who you are. Yes. That's- well, you said yourself at the beginning of the conversation that, you know, aging is a privilege. It is. Absolutely. Yes. I've always believed and that. It definitely, I think there's so many gifts now and mm-hmm. there is not enough tea in China for me to go back to being 20 or 30 or 40. No, 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 no. <laughs> Um, yeah. And you know, that, that was one of the things that like irked me a little and, and people were like, Oh, it's your 29th birthday again. I'm like, please don't make me repeat my 29th birthday. I don't want to (laughs) thank you. And stop shortchanging my life. I am 40. Leave me alone. (laughs) And I was proud of it. It's like, it's a privilege and somewhat of an accomplishment to, to reflect back on your life and, and what you've done and, you know, just being grateful for everything that you have and everything that you can be. And it's a celebration. Life is a big, challenging celebration. <laughs> so much. Absolutely. And there is so much opportunity for women and, yes. and so much opportunity, even when there's been a lot of challenges and, and you know, things have not been the way that, you know, that you wanted or desired. I think that there is always so much opportunity, you know, we, we just got to turn a page and write a new story and it is possible. I'm not saying it's easy, but it is totally possible. 
not easy, but with courage and resilience, it is possible to write your story. That's amazing. Um, this has been a wonderful conversation and I am sure our listeners are, have learned so much from you. Is there anything else that you wanted to share before we, uh, we wrap up on, on this part of the story? <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm just, I'm just so grateful. I, I always hope that this story connects with others and if there's anything, anyone, you know, wants to know further, just yes. simply go to my website and you know they can easily there's a lot of resources there of course and Perfect. they can definitely contact me um you know through there so very easy amazing and i will put the website in the description of the podcast so that it's super easy for our listeners to find it fabulous amazing well thank you so much this has been such a great conversation and for our listeners let's re remember that everything that we need is within us we are the choosers and uh, let's go out there and, and write the rest of our stories. It's just beginning. This is, uh, this is the exciting part now. So thank you, Annie, so much for, uh, for sharing all of this with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Pleasure. Absolutely. Absolutely.